It is what we're thinking about, and what we're thinking about is evolved communication. Hello, and welcome to the Mile High Church Podcast. This is the place where we connect and converse to explore communication in our relationships, our social world, inner development, and spirituality. Today, we open our hearts and we get real. Well, we're back. This is Dr. Barry with what we're thinking about. And uh, today we're talking about relationships again and uh, brought back my good buddy, Dr. Patty Luckenbach, to um, talk with us about relationships. And I just wanted to start off with why are relationships so darn difficult for all of us? Oh, that's an incredible question, Barry. Um, Just reflecting on uh, relationships, I think because... They're difficult because we look outside of ourselves to have our needs met. That's one reason they're difficult. Um, And I think a lot of times we tend to lose ourselves in relationships because we're trying so hard for the other party to um, confirm us and to honor us. And, And that's all good and fine, but it can trip us up at times. Yeah, I... I like that because I think we need to be uh, we need to be healthy personally and be taking good care of ourselves personally as we move into a relationship and not be looking for someone else to complete us or to make us healthy healthy or make us happy. I think we still have to bring that to the relationship and not look to uh, find it there. Yes, I think we we look for it in relationship, and many times we are unconsciously looking. And a lot of times there's a a bump in the relationship, there's an upset, or unfortunately, many times a divorce, where all of a sudden we start to realize what is really important, kind of like holding a mirror up in front of our faces and saying, who am I? Who am I to be in relationship? Yeah, and I think a lot of times we can project things that have gone on in our past relationships into our present one and kind of bring that baggage back and, oh, I don't want to do that again, or now this is happening again, or we get triggered by something somebody said or did because it reminds us of something that happened to us before. And I think a lot of times it's difficult to get current into the relationship we're in now because we're dragging so much of that baggage from the past with us. Yeah, a lot of bags. All different sizes, too. (laughs) You know, in my life, uh, probably relationships have been my greatest teacher. And I used to collect relationships like some people used to collect postage stamps. (laughs) (laughs) And um, after a while, you know, it's like, wow, I got to find out who I am, who I am in these relationships. So I can relate to what you were just saying. And, um, you know, coming together... Uh, I think it was 20 years ago when I remarried, and that was a very important marriage because I felt like I had finally awakened consciously to who I was. And I remember so clearly that um, I gave two vows in that service. One, I spoke out loud, and the other one was a vow to myself that I was the perfect relationship. And that has helped me so many times uh, throughout the 20 years when there's been an upset or a conflict. 
you know, I want to go in and attack and fight, and all of a sudden I pull back and I say, remember that vow. You are the perfect relationship. And that helps me kind of mellow and to recalculate in a good way. Yeah, well, I think uh, relationships call us to be conscious, to be conscious of our triggers and our boundaries and uh, what it is that we're really looking for and what it is that we're really bringing. One mm-hmm. of the things that really helped me um, thinking about relationships and, and talking with people about them is uh, you know, that great book, um, The Road Less Traveled by Scott mm-hmm. Peck, when he talks about he has a chapter on love that's just really beautiful, and he talks about the difference between falling in love and being in love. And we all, falling in love is great. We all love that. And it, But what he pointed out was it's a chemical reaction. It's physical, and it's chemical. And a lot of times we're looking for that to continue, and it has its own life cycle to it, and then we need to move into a uh, a part of being in love and what that means, and a different level of commitment, a different level of focus, and a different level of kind of getting our ego out of the way uh, and being clear and clean with the person we're in relationship with. You know, I once had a wonderful teacher, and he said this in the class, and I remember a, a student got up and walked out, and I don't think they ever came back, unfortunately. But we were talking about romantic love. And we were talking about the many aspects of love. And uh, he made the comment that romantic love can be insanity. And the rest of us all laughed because we had had that experience of losing ourselves in the glory and the shine of being in love. And as you so beautifully pointed out from Scott Peck's book, that it's about finding that love inside of ourselves and sharing it, having that open communication to be able to share that love. Yeah, well, I think we all love the falling part. I mean, the falling part is great, but that's that's what we're doing. We're falling, and we're somewhat out of control during that part. And, and we love that. It's kind of reconnects us with our uh, adolescence, you know, that, <laughs> that feeling of falling. But I think, uh, you know, to have a mature love with somebody else, we have to... Um, we have to be more clear, and we have to kind of get our ego out of the way and really nurture that soul connection that two people are really looking for on a deeper level. And uh, a lot of times, it takes work. It oh, takes work. it takes a lot of work. Yeah. It takes a lot of work to be in an effective, beautiful relationship. And um, I want to just bring into our conversation a a principle. It's called the Frankenstein principle. It got my attention. It's like, oh, that seems really freaky. And a lot of times when we lose lose ourselves, that is uh, such a challenge to find ourselves. But this principle says it's a cursing principle. Paying attention to what you don't like and don't want in another creates monsters on both sides of the scene. And so for us to be able to lift and find the qualities within our heart that brought us together in the first place and to be able to uh, share those qualities that it has a way of bringing us into a togetherness, a beautiful togetherness of sharing our soulfulness, our spiritual connection. And um, there's also another principle that thank heavens, um, follows the Frankenstein, and it's the fairy godmother principle. And that's a blessing principle, 
to be able to have those qualities and bless the other, bless our children, our families, the blessing upon ourselves, is being able to see that sense of, of love that has brought us together in the first place. So are you saying in the Frankenstein principle we're kind of seeing the bad things in the other person when they show up and kind of building a persona mm -hmm. of those bad things around that person and kind of making a case against them because of that? Yeah, we're making a case of the um, form of thinking, the ugly thoughts, the criticism, the blame, the frustrations. You know, it's so easy for people to build a big case around that. And then they have to justify it over and over again. And to be able to realize, oh my gosh, I'm doing that. And we recognize here at Mile High Church that thoughts are things, thoughts are energy. And so what am I projecting that I'm holding to you? And so I think the fairy godmother principle, the principle of blessing, is to be able to reel back that energy within ourselves and to um, find that point of appreciation for self. And that's not selfish. I think that's coming back into our soulfulness, back into our higher self, to be able to recognize, um, you know, criticism and blame is certainly um, not anything that uh, polishes a good relationship. It tends to chip away at it. Well, I think we need to be taking care of ourselves first, and and that's not a selfish thing whatsoever. That's that's what we're bringing to a relationship, uh, not only in honesty, but healthy boundaries and um, a healthy commitment to what what we're looking for and what we're willing to bring to the relationship. And, you know, that idea of blessing each other and blessing the people that are around us, I think one of the things that happens when uh, relationships come to those natural bumps in the road, and mm -hmm. we all have them, that we have to be really careful not to lose our respect for the other person or... Um, lose that sense of connection that brought us there in the first place and not to be so defensive that we move into that area of making uh, a case against them. And a lot of that case gets built up in our own mind, in our own head, in our own thinking. And we project that person, we make that person into a Frankenstein. I like the way you said that. And then, uh, and then we kind of think of them as that character instead of dealing with them the way that they are. And I know both of us do a lot of counseling with couples, and it, the thing of being able to just come off uh, our own mountain that we're on and, and that we're trying to protect ourselves on and to just be honest and vulnerable with that other person can be more difficult all the time the more we make them into that Frankenstein model. Right. And I think effective communication and, you know, this evolving communication, our theme for this year here at Mile High has brought up a whole lot, and what you're saying, uh, Dr. Barry, is so uh, so important to be able to have that respect, to be able to um, maybe even have a time, especially if it's a, a family situation, to maybe have a time where you have a family meeting where everyone gets to go around and just communicate. Because I think, uh, you know, we tend to stay confirmed into all our devices, as we talked about before, and to be able to communicate heart to heart. And I have a little uh, cloth heart that I have stuffed and decorated. It's a cute little thing. And um, when my husband and I sit down to have a conversation, if there's been 
a difficulty that has arisen that will pass that heart back and forth. So when he's holding that heart, I get to really listen. And not from a place of judgment, but from a place of heart. And he passes it to me, and we exchange that way. And it has a way of softening that communication in, um, in our relationships. I like that, that because I think we do get incredibly defensive uh, mm-hmm. to protect ourselves. You know, we're protecting our own hearts, we're protecting our own souls, and uh, the the opportunity is there to be to be open and be vulnerable. Kind of can slip away from us when we spend so much of our time protecting ourselves. And again, I think we project. Uh, from other hurts, from other times that we've been hurt, and we don't want that to happen again. So we want to build up a stronger defense than we had before. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea, you know, that's the idea of really being able to listen and, and to hear what the other person says and to um, move out of that thing of trying to convince the other person that we're right because uh, we're not listening when we're doing that. And I think that, you know, that that thing of having a talking stick that you pass back and forth uh, is a powerful thing that's been around for thousands of years because people, you know, relationships have been going on as long as there have been people. And uh, these bumps in the road have been there ever since the beginning of time. And so much of it has to do with the ability to listen and to to come off of our mountain and um, to listen to the other person, try to hear them, and um, uh, to give them that kind of respect. Yes, and I feel that the fuel that is needed for all of this is love itself, and it is the essence of who we are. And we fall in love, but perhaps the truth is we're rising in love. So an effective way to be in a relationship is to be able to expand and rise in love. And love is a choice. It's not an uh, emotion. And I think it, many times the emotions are out there in front of us. But to be able to reel that back in to recognizing that I am the beloved. I'm loved, loving. And to be able to hold that. And then even taking it even higher when I say the word behold. Behold means to let go and to just raise it, put it into the atmosphere. And it has a way of uh, cleaning a house, um, cleansing, and renewing relationships in a compassionate, beautiful way. Yeah. Give me a little bit more about that, about cleaning house. How do you mean that? Cleaning house uh, would be just... Shifting our attitudes. So it wouldn't be bringing out the vacuum cleaner and polishing the windows, but it would be polishing the windows from the inside out within ourselves so that we can see. And if there's any clutter that we've been packing around, you spoke about the baggage, then we need to set that down. You know, so that's what I mean by um, cleaning house because we live within this uh, home, our physical home, our bodies. We share our bodies, our emotions, our mentalities, and most importantly, what's going to keep us connected is sharing that clean and um, beautiful connection of heart. 
I like that. You know, I, I, I heard recently, and I've heard this a few times, that uh, marriage or relationship is uh, the death of the ego. And I think that can be put out there in a real negative way, as if it's a surrender and you're giving up your own individuality. But I think of it in a very positive way, that there is an opportunity uh, when we're in relationship with another person to... Um, develop just a greater sense of who we really are. I think, uh, I know in my life, uh, it's been such an amazing gift to have uh, my relationship with, with my wife and to, uh, to develop this kind of life that's important to both of us. And is there a surrendering involved? Yeah, but it makes me a better person for doing that surrender. And it, uh, it makes me more conscious uh, of all the world around me and of all of my relationships and of all people by by going all in on it. Yes, and Barry, I know you are a, a gardener, and I brought this little quote with me. A good relationship is likened to a garden. It asks us to dig deep, to discover our seed of true identity, to fertilize it, to water it, with our love through all the seasons of change and allowing the seed of relationships be one of the greatest seeds that we can ever plant. The harvest brings forth greater spiritual awareness. I love it. Yeah. So it's life is one big love story. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think, uh, you know, moving off of defensiveness and moving into open-heartedness is really the the key to it. And, you know, of course, I love the garden metaphor. And part of the garden metaphor for me is compost and that we're, <laughs> we're, making, uh, we're making better soil out of our past mistakes by digging them in and by adding new material. And I think that, um, you know, we have an incredible opportunity to grow. We're in a, uh, you know, we're in a time now where there's a lot of focus on division uh, and a lot of broken relationships because of, you know, social change and because of politics and all that. And I think it's it's going to be very important for us as we move back into uh, community, person-to-person community, and be able to see each other without masks on, that we bring a level of clarity and focus to our relationships and, and bring our hearts to them as well. Yes, I believe that is a truth and Everything depends on our thoughts we entertain. So we are certainly living in a time of, of challenge, but we're good for this, this time because we recognize that uh, what we are entertaining is what we project. So moving back to that place of love and love for not only uh, a husband, a wife, uh, our best friends, our children, our grandchildren, the world, humanity, because there's only one race, and that's a human race. So to even behold that, because love has a way of piercing through circumstances, effects, through emotions, and it has a way of piercing and bringing forth that spiritual truth for all humanity. Yeah, 
Yeah, I love that. We're going to uh, we're going to be bringing that kind of consciousness into the world with us. And uh, I like what you said. Uh, we can do this. We were we were designed mm -hmm. for this. This is the essence of who we are: is to be in relationship with each other. And spirit is a part of all these relationships as well. And we're not alone in doing it. But that's that's the way God gets to show up through us: is in relationships through our. Uh, uh, through our soulful connections. So, right. uh, yeah, we're up for this. We're up for this, and we're in relationship with all of life. Cool. So let's make it a good one, a great and wondrous relationship that enhances all beings. So would you be willing to do a, uh, do a little process for us here, maybe a little meditation or treatment, and uh, uh, drop us into our hearts a little? Oh, I would love that. So as Barry says, let's just drop into our hearts. For I recognize that the openness of heart is always, in all ways, available. So be with your breath right now. Sense what is breathing you. What is breathing myself, all of us. For I believe with all my heart and all my might, and that spiritual light, that it is that, it is the light of spirit. No matter what you call spirit, if you call it God, the divine beingness, there's a harmony that is ever-present. So just gentle with breath, that gentle harmony, just allowing it to be aware and open in your consciousness, in your point of being awake and aware. For I give thanks for this connection. For this connection, we are all related in relationship with. For there's a greater relationship, and that is Spirit, Almighty God, that harmonic love. And from that place of harmonic love, the qualities of harmonic love, feel our beingness. You are filled with the beingness, not the doingness, but the beingness of spirit. So just bask in that knowingness. And there's a place of surrender there that gives to us the truth of our being that everything that we are is in perfect relationship. It is the divine expressing as you. Express us as your family, as your friends. And I step on up and say it expresses as this planet, as this world. So moving beyond any conditions, any justifications, just moving into that blessing principle that God is, therefore I am. I affirm for each one of us that we are the perfect relationship because we are connected to that greater life. And we allow that greater life to broadcast through us, to be the window that we look out to be able to see another. It's the love that fills our homes. It heals our body because it is our soulful connection. So in this knowingness, I know that gratitude, the memory of it, lives within our heart space. 
And we are wedded to that knowingness that God is. So I just let go, just allowing, permitting, allowing and permitting myself, each of you, all of us together in this prayer to be that perfect relationship. Let your light so shine. And I declare this into being, and so it is. Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Patty, and thank you for being with us and talking about relationships. Well, thank you for having me today, Barry. Yeah. It's been wonderful. It's always fun. So um, that's it. That's what we're thinking about. I hope you'll tune in and connect with us uh, again on our next podcast. And uh, for now, be well. And uh, may your relationships be good ones. <laughs>